powered by Transistor FM. Grab your popcorn, silence your phones, and tell your friends to shut up. Do not adjust your projector settings because what you're about to hear is real. The Derek Duvall Show presents Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies. Prepare yourself for insight and honest reviews from a married couple with varying movie tastes. Hot takes, hotter insights, and news you can use. Now, coming to you live to tape from the Derek Duvall Production Bunker, it's Mindy and Derek Duvall! Hello, Duvall Nation. Hi! Hey! Hello! Hi, everyone! (laughs) Oh, man. Welcome, all one and all. Welcome to another fantastic episode of Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies. Oh boy, do we have a good one for you today. We have tapped the bottom of the barrel and found a movie that Mindy loves so much. Mindy, what is that movie? First of all, this is not the bottom of the barrel. This movie is amazing. It is Rock of Ages. Oh, Rock of Ages. The 2012 musical, what do you say? Musical comedy? Would it be a musical comedy? Musical dramedy. Dramedy. Ooh, good word. Musical dramedy. Um, Adam Shankman, he directed it. I know his work. He's good. But it's got an all-star cast. In fact, it's got some people in it that are a lot actually bigger than they are back then. Like Brian Cranston is now a legend on television, and he only has a tiny bit role, which, you know, I mean, he, well, he got like three scenes of that. So, but no, the real stars of this movie, hands down, you've got, oh man, you got Paul Giamatti, Russell Brand, Alec Baldwin, Julianne Huff, Catherine Zeta Jones. And uh, the biggest star, no, no, Tom no, no. Cruise. Oh, yeah, Tom. Tom Obviously, Cruise. He's the star of the whole film. <laughs> Is he though? Oh yeah. I mean, it's mostly. I mean, he. I think he makes the biggest impact. I think Juliana Huff and her, you know, love interest are the two main characters. But Stacy Jacks is definitely right up there with them. He's. I'm looking at the poster here. He's listed last on the poster, and Tom Cruise as Stacy Jacks because he's the biggest star. That's usually uh, what they do: say the best for enough. last. Fair enough. No, the movie itself, I remember the first time we saw it. We saw it at a test screening on an IMAX, if we I remember did. correctly. Yeah. Indeed, we did and, see it on a test screen. And to be fair, and you know this as well, we had never heard of the musical before. No, like that we, is true. I'd never heard had, of it as a musical. Ne- right. Got invited I, to a free screening to see it ahead of time. We're like, this sounds pretty cool. And it ended up being just like an amazing 80s sing-along in the theater it was such a cool experience we had such a good time you i remember you left that theater i mean you were on cloud nine you were just like singing all the songs again and then you went and bought the soundtrack and then you played the soundtrack and it was like hamilton all over again but you wouldn't stop playing the soundtrack and <laughs> well it was like the precursor to hamilton because it really was the hamilton precursor came way later but this i yeah i played this for months it's, yeah. it's like all the best 80s like hair band you yeah. know songs so awesome yeah <laughs> I, so my thing about it is is like i said i loved the film and i i, I loved it when it came out we, what? before we get too much further no yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm gonna do <laughs> do it even though this is what a 2012 film 2012 
<laughs> this film came out in 2012. But we would like to add our disclaimer here. If you have not seen the awesome and amazing movie Rock of Ages, please pause this recording unless you love spoilers. Thank you. It's funny you say that because our, my best friend saw for the first time the other night because of us. So. That is true. He was like, oh, I've never seen that. I was like, what? you have to see it. It's so good. And I think oh, he liked man. it. He, he said it was okay. So <laughs> he didn't like it as much as I did. No, not many people liked, do. No, he did like it as much. As I feel did. like it has like a forty-something on Rotten Tomatoes, but it yeah. deserves way better than that. <laughs> Before we get into the movie, this is pretty cool, and this is for the people who are out there who might be interested. Tell them about the Blu-ray case that you own. Well, what Derek is trying to say is, please describe the awesome gift that I purchased for you, Mindy, <laughs> so that others can know how I show my love. <laughs> So tell us. He's like, yes, that's correct. Keep going. So Derek purchased me a special edition. I think it's maybe it's like a it's from UK from a UK version, a Blu-ray edition from the UK. But instead of being blue around the edges for the Blu-ray, it is purple and sparkly, which are my two favorite things. <laughs> purple and sparkly. Purple and sparkly. Purple and sparkly. So the movie itself is a basic, you know, young girl comes from the country goes to the big city She's seeking just fame a small town girl yeah seeking living in fame. a lonely world <laughs> seeking fame <laughs> and fortune uh upon arriving in la you know tragedy befalls her and she ends up getting sucked into the life of jazz booze and sex so um i think that's actually chicago <laughs> <laughs> We're actually talking about Rock of Ages. <laughs> no, seriously, she gets to go work at the Bourbon Room, which is a legendary place. Um, is that a real place in real life? I think it is. Let's I don't check. know if that is or not. Let me double check real fast. Hang on. Keep talking. I'll, I'll look it up. Okay. So, yeah. So, like you said, it's a small town girl. She's actually from Tulsa, Oklahoma, because she references she that in the movie. Um, Juliana Huff, she does a great job. You might know her from Dancing with the Stars, but she's also a pretty great actress and singer. So kudos to her. Okay, so the Bourbon Room was a fictional place. It is a real place now. And it's a very, very, very popular place on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Nice. So yeah, it well, is it, it is officially a real place. So awesome. So I think go. there's kind of two main parallel storylines in the movie so there's one where sherry who's played by Jalena huff is trying to seek out fame and fortune and falls in love with what's his name drew drew <laughs> and they are both trying to seek fame and fortune and they're falling in love and that is one storyline and then there's a whole separate one that's equally as important which is stacy jacks played by tom cruise who's this like rock star who's kind of been phoning it in for a while he was in a band he's getting ready to go solo and it's kind of about his career and and this precipice of something new and is he gonna you know do awesome things or not so i think those are two you know equally important storylines through the film so we both we follow both of those characters and of course you know in the middle of the film they all meet and intersect and interact and everything gets great that being said let's talk about it the man the myth the legend Thomas Cruise. Stacy Jacks. Stacy Jacks. Um, I like to think of him, I like to describe him as an awesome mix between Axel Rose and Bon Jovi. I was thinking, um, oh, what's his name? Oh, hang on. I'll tell you right now. I was thinking more lawns of um, Brett Michaels. but Oh, I could see Brett Michaels. Maybe yeah. Axel Rose and Brett Michaels, but definitely yeah. Axel. 
Um, so yeah, definitely phoning it in. He looks like he's he's up on booze and and pills the whole time, and he basically he's gotten to a point where he's so self indulgent that he's just like has absolutely no concept of well, start with time for starters. You yeah, know, like he thinks it's three days away from when it really is. And yeah, his uh, manager uh, shows up to the venue where they're doing this last show with Arsenal, his band. And Alec Baldwin's character is like, oh, my God, thank God you made it here on time. That's like such a surprise, like because Stacey Jacks is, you know, notably unreliable. And he's like, oh, yeah, I told him the gig. He thinks the gig was yesterday. So he's actually a day late. You're welcome. He's like, what? <laughs> and it was like this last final gig to try to save the bourbon room. And he was like, oh, my God, this is all writing on Stacey Jacks. <laughs> no, I love the fact that. Uh, oh, sorry, not love the oily, slippery evil stage promoter paul giamatti he was a great great villain in this film every film he's a villain he was a great villain indeed yeah he was definitely the villain of the film just out for the money just keeping him boozed and full of women and just placated so he can just keep drawing off that cash cow doesn't matter what kind of music he puts out as long as he keeps putting something out so he gets paid Right. And then, of course, when he finds out or when it becomes public that he ripped off the bourbon room and took like nearly all the profits from that night, all the proceeds, they were like, what? That guy's a jerk. All the people in the movie, I did not know this. Everybody in the movie sang, sang their own songs. Oh, yeah, I knew that. I did not. I thought it was, you know, people doing, you know, mouthing along and the, that was actually a real lyricist behind it. But no, the you fact can definitely is, tell, especially Alec Baldwin, because it's like, oh, that sounds yeah. like him. And he's an actor, not a singer. <laughs> right. But the one who surprised me, and I've been reading the reviews while we've been talking, is unanimously was Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise oh, sung yeah. those songs. Oh, I knew and, he, he freaking nailed it. <laughs> yeah, he was incredible. He yeah, really he was. took voice lessons and everything. Like he really did it. And I'm, like those scenes where he's they're flashing to him playing in front of these massive crowds of people at concerts. I'm like, oh my gosh, like what a cool role for an actor to play. Like, have like I just think that's so cool. Like, you know, of course in Top Gun, he's playing like a pilot, a real fighter pilot. And in this movie, he's playing a real rock god rock star. Like, freaking awesome. A lot of people, this is going to be making, this is going to make you laugh. But you know, what actually my favorite scene with Tom Cruise was, it's a very like a five second scene, but it's when Sherry's in the strip club and she walks in and he's there just hanging off the pole nonchalantly. <laughs> yeah. Like, like he just like been there for a couple hours and he just like, like looking at her like, hey. what? <laughs> I just, I love that. It's like, that is exactly what I think Tom Cruise does when he's not working. He just sends there just weird, <laughs> just does weird shit. People are like walking goes in into like, the champagne oh. room of the yeah. strip, local strip club and just hangs from the ceiling, waiting for yeah. somebody to come in and take 10 grand. Yeah. I would like to buy an album from the Z guys. The Z guys. Double the E, double the Z, double the flavor. <laughs> That's so great. I love yeah, it. Yeah, because the, like... <laughs> the Z guys is a different band. So they're the yeah. Z guys. <laughs> but that, uh, seeing them bomb on that stage was just like the oh my ever. gosh and that's so I, so let's talk about that for a little bit so they know one second, what one second before, i got just one second if they could have got justin timberlake to play that role oh man or I'd even just one just, of the backup guys oh yeah just to see them bomb i would have just paid serious cash to watch <laughs> that, that would, happen that would have been awesome <laughs> so drew's character wants to be a, a rock star like one of the songs he sings is I want to rock. 
he wants to be a total rock star. So Paul Giamatti, the sleazy manager, sees him at Stacy's show and is like, ooh, here's my next cash cow. So he signs him and they they start pushing him as this rock star and nobody's biting. They're like, no, you know, rock's on the way out, which what people thought that. And so they start saying, but you know, if he can rap, you know, this boy band thing is kind of going on right now. So they cut all his hair off, his rock star locks and, and, you know, make him into this dorky boy band that's like worse than any boy band you could think of from the 80s or 90s. Um, and so that's what he's talking about. So then he was like, oh, all right, we got you a gig. You're going to open for Stacey Jacks. And so they go and they don't even sing their lip syncing and they, they, they're awful so they bomb and they get booed off the stage of the bourbon room <laughs> no i loved um the scene where um malin ackerman who i learned a lot about her recently um she has a problem um i think she i think it's something like she has a real problem with dyslexia and <laughs> has a hard time memorizing lines from <laughs> movies and that's by the she's not hard to work with that's why you don't see her in as much stuff these days. But apparently, she can't get her dyslexia under control. But to, to see her, I love watching her. She's a great actress. And she's a lot of fun to watch in movies. Loved her in Watchmen. Loved her in uh, several other films that I've enjoyed. But to see her play Tom Cruise's love interest in this movie, the Hollywood, she was the rock and uh, Rolling Stone reporter. And he was just like so nonchalantly blowing her off and what have you. To see them fall slowly, or actually in this case, actually rapidly in love. Uh, was really cool actually yeah i thought they did a great job the chemistry between those two was great it's like you could tell you know she's trying to be you know prim and proper and all buttoned up trying to do this reporter thing you know but she you could tell from the depth of her questions that she was a longtime stacy jacks fan and was kind of disappointed with how his career had been going so she had some tougher questions and he was like not having it and he was like you have five minutes and she was like what and he was like i have four and he was just being a total jerk about it Yep. And, you know, then she basically finally stands up and says, you know, as long as you have this stupid manager, you know, pumping you full of booze and women, he's just setting you on cruise control and he doesn't care what you do. And he's like, wow, that's the first time anybody's talked to me like that in a while. And it just kind of like woke him up. All right. So one person we have not talked about yet, and I think was one of the true stars of this movie, Mary J. Blige. Oh, Mary J. Blige. Awesome. So she plays the owner of the Venus club. It's like a strip club, a gentleman's club. And uh, yeah, she, she's just really good. And good actress and good singer, of course. But oh, uh, yeah. What I think she's one of the greatest R and B singers ever in the history of R and B. No mm -hmm. question about it. Yeah. yeah she's amazing. Uh, and that's just a real veer. Of course, when she was at the Super Bowl, she performed the Super Bowl this year. What a great, she was one of the standouts easily she was amazing but so was everyone else that was like a dream 90s 2000s <laughs> kid dream i just don't say anybody our age was like oh my god greatest super bowl show ever it was pretty damn good <laughs> so uh right, the, back to our movie. I, but i will say you know who the weak link in the movie was for me Catherine hmm. zeta jones i did not and i still i've watched this movie uh, uh, many times with you i still don't like her performance in this movie I don't, and I can't figure out why. And I've tried. Do you not really like hard. her performance, or do you not like her in? This oh, movie? I love Catherine Zeta Jones. No, her no, no. In this movie? Her in this movie. Do you not like her in the movie, or do you not like her performance in the movie? I can't tell you the honest truth because every time I watch it, I just feel annoyed watching it. Right, and I think that's that's what I, that's the point I was trying to make. Like, I think she was great in this film because 
she made you hate her. She was like, ugh, mm. you're so annoying. But that was her point. That was her role that she was trying to play. So I think she did that well. <laughs> yeah. What was your favorite scene of the movie? Oh, my favorite scene of the movie? Um, probably this. <laughs> we talked about this earlier. When uh, Stacey Jack shows up to the uh, bourbon room and he's like, hey, man, like this. And he's like, just so out of it. He's like, we got to burn this place to the ground. You know, like that. And yeah, I, like, and Alex went, Baldwin, yeah. I would have I would have loved to see them shoot that to see. Oh if, my gosh, that's so many outtakes how, I have how to how many have takes to. it took him to do that. Cause he was like, you could tell like Alec Ball was like, is this guy for real? Or is this like Yeah? Because uh. he says, so Stacy Jack says, when we're done, we're gonna burn this place to the ground. And he was like, and Alec Baldwin was like, Yeah, man, rock and roll. And he's like, No, we're gonna literally burn this place to the ground. And he was like, Wait, are you for serious? And he's like, Yeah. <laughs> otherwise the fire phoenix gets trapped and it can't fly and blah 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 and he was like what and he was like i'm just kidding man you can't trap a fire phoenix <laughs> it's like deadpan and he was like okay but you're not really gonna set my club on fire right <laughs> like <laughs> the one thing that i didn't know and i hadn't read this actually while we were watching the movie is that tom cruise has said he's always wanted to be in a musical but he didn't think that he could pull it off and oh nailed it no his words his words yeah he yeah no. he could he could pull it off and but really he, this is 10 years ago by now it's 2012 movie and yeah. i haven't seen them in any other musicals well this also has a 46 percent on rotten tomatoes so probably... i know but he was so good in it <laughs> <laughs> but also um Mal going back to malin ackerman is i didn't realize that anne hathaway and amy adams were originally cast in that role and they both said no chance so, I know you said that. Uh, you said that the other day when we were talking about this. I was like, oh, I didn't know that either. That's always interesting to see, like who could have played some other characters. So. And Anne Hathaway has a great singing voice, so she probably yeah. probably could have pulled it off. I, I'm surprised, like Zac Efron or or someone like wasn't in this movie. You know, I think that's just my personal opinion, anyway, because I know he yeah. can sing and dance, and all the women love him. So right, but I think yeah. I thought part of the charm of this movie was that it was a bunch of non-singers trying to sing. And I thought for the most part, they did a great job. I mean, Alec Baldwin, yeah. of course, wasn't that great. But Tom Cruise, one of the leading, you know, singers oh, did great. What we said earlier, you ever said you remind you of, uh, of Brett Michaels and Axl Rose? There's an article here I'm just reading here. Apparently, the idea was to, to meld Axl Rose, Brett Michaels, Jim Morrison, and Keith Richards. Oh, all together into one role. That's yeah. Per yeah. Perfect. That's, that describes it beautifully. Yep. yep. <laughs> Indeed. So another thing I liked about the movie was it was a little bit like Glee where they did some mashups of songs. So mm -hmm. some of those were my favorites. So when they're in the record store, Drew is singing jukebox hero, but then they flash back and forth between the bourbon room and Russell Brand and Alec Baldwin are singing I love rock and roll. And so it's kind of a mashup of those two songs, which I thought played really cool. And then uh, the Wanted Dead or Alive song that he sings later when he's talking to Alan Ackerman's character, trying to do the interview. Mm -hmm. I thought that was great how he's, you know, walking around the bourbon room singing that. And then at the end of that song, when Sherry's character, you know, sings that little bit with him and he's like, hey, cool, you're a pretty good singer. That was nice. Uh, so I liked all the musical stuff. And then, of course, like the big song was the, you know, Drew, you know, supposedly wrote <laughs> the Don't Stop Believing song, which was yeah. the, you know, power ballad at the end there. So I thought, of course, the soundtrack is amazing, which you would expect for it to be for a right. movie called Rock of Ages. 
the part that got me interested, and I read this earlier, and this is on my notes of things to write down, that the fact that the movie was released in the United States to PG-13, but in the UK and the rest of the world is rated R. Huh. And the reason being is because there's two scenes that were cut in the American version that are in the rest of the world. And the, the two scenes are when Tom Cruise and Julianne Huff are singing Rocky Like a Hurricane in the strip club. That was not in the American version. And also that's um, true. Well, it wasn't actually in the theatrical version. Right. It's only in the version we have as the, like right. an extra extended the, cut, which is the British version, which is the British and, version. And also the other scene is where um, Drew and Sherry are singing uh, Waiting for a Girl Like You. And Drew has this fantasy of Sherry in lingerie and she's dancing around in a white, you know, teddy and what have you. That scene was not in the American version. And they rated it R in the UK for the sexual uh, content. Even though they didn't have sex, it was more just, anyway. I don't make the scale. I don't write the ratings. <laughs> so, but let's talk about the soundtrack, because I know that soundtrack is dynamite. It's uh, so it, good. It debuted number one in the top soundtrack chart, sold 267,000 copies in the US, making it the second best-selling soundtrack of that year. A uh, lot, of, lot of great songs in here, so yeah. Yeah, so I just I pulled it up on my phone here because I have it. So Paradise City, Sister mm -hmm. Christian, Jukebox Hero slash I Love Rock and Roll. Oh, so there's there's another mashup. Sister Christian slash Just Like Paradise. Uh, the other mashup was More Than Words and Heaven and Shadow of the Night and Harden My Heart. We built mm -hmm. this city and we're not going to take it. I, it's just so many good mashups and so many like excellent songs just all up in there but there are two songs in the movie that are not sung by the actors they're sung by the original people one of them is rocket the actual song rock of ages by Def yes. leopard and the other one is the final song you hear during the credits which is quiet right i'm on feeling the noise which is one yes. of the greatest fucking songs ever written so <laughs> yes yeah those i never are the got, only two not sung by the cast i never got to see quiet riot live they that is still one of the biggest slights on my record ever i've Always want to see Quiet Riot, so you know I will. I will lean into that shit if it's played on the radio. You know, come on, feel. Oh yeah, dude, rocking. Yeah, I'm doing the devil sign. You can't see it. So. <laughs> yes, they're listeners, not viewers. <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, the only other things that I have on here are just some funny quotes. So Russell Brand's character uh, is describing um, oh Catherine Zeta-Jones and her you know churchy women that are trying to ban the bourbon because they're the devil and they're corrupting the youth and oh that woman who looks like she's been hibernating in Margaret Thatcher's bum <laughs> that was pretty funny and then later when Drew goes on stage at the bourbon room and that funky fresh Z-Guys yeah. and bombs and Russell Brand looks at Alec Baldwin and says oh my god is that Drew and he's like yeah he says I just threw up in my pants out of my ass. <laughs> so just those cute little one-liners like that. But So with that being said, let's get to our patent pending rating scale. Derek, why don't you tell us what is a one star? Bloody awful. And a two star? Bloody uninspired. Quit being a weirdo. And a three star? <laughs> Bloody average. And a four star? It's bloody brilliant. And a five star. Bloody marvelous. Got weirder right. and weirder as you went. I know. All great. right. I'm going to let you go first this time. Derek, 
what rating do you give this film? Uh, I'm going to give it bloody brilliant. Awesome. A four out of five. Yeah. I, every time I watch it, I discover something new and I really, really became a big fan of Julian Huff for all the wrong reasons. And it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was great. I, and Tom Cruise, it's, it's amazing. He, he, he knocked it out the park as only he can. Indeed. Well, listeners, <laughs> I'm sure you can guess this was my pick. So obviously this film is near and dear to my heart. The soundtrack is amazing. The actors are awesome. Tom Cruise blows it out of the water. I give this film a bloody marvelous. Would you say that Tom Cruise runs for the bloody marvelous? He runs for that. Rating. I don't actually think he ran in this film. He did not. I looked it oh. up. He did not. He, uh, well, no, nope, yes. I do not think he did. He, he did ran from run. the, he ran from the couch to the pole in that one thing. Yeah, I don't count that as running. Okay. Well, no, that, is what, he, try, that is what he did. So that is one of Jarek's longtime running jokes is that Tom Cruise <laughs> runs in every film that he's in. He does run in every movie. No. All right. Well, anyway, ladies and gentlemen of Duval Nation, thank you ever so much for putting up with us. We love doing these for you. You keep listening. We'll keep making them. Mindy? Until next time. We'll, we'll see, see you at the movies, movies planet, planet Earth. Earth. This has been a recording of The Derek Duval Show, and we thank you for listening. Please go to our website, DerekDuvalShow.com, for the latest news on downloads and to explore past episodes. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Derek Duval Show.